Welcome to the Philosophy of Fighting Podcast with your hosts, Arturo and Anu. Okay, another episode. We had a fight night last night and some pretty wild finishes. Yeah, Um, I feel like this tends to happen in sports in general where you don't see something for a, a while and then you see it like happen back to back or like randomly. And yesterday we got that with slam KOs. Yeah. I mean, there's just a lot of finishes in general. What two fights go to decision. That's pretty freaking good. Yeah, when was the last time you've seen a slam KO? Like I can't remember. Oh yeah. That, that is crazy. Two slam KOs and then back to back. I don't think that's ever happened. I remember a couple years ago, there was like, there was some type of fight card. And in that card, there was like two knee bars. And I was like, yo, I haven't seen a knee bar in forever, but there was like two knee bars. And then mm. this one reminded me of like that. Whereas something like, you don't fucking see that. But I remember the historical ones, like Rampage Jackson, KO slamming Arona and yeah. Evan Tanner getting KO'd slam. Like yep. th- when you get yep. KO'd slam, that's like epic. Like that almost never happens. And then to see it back to back in the prelims, like it was kind of wild. And some of the people on the internet were like, Oh, so this is how you defeat jujitsu. <laughs> you know, you just fucking KO slam people. Yeah, I mean, both were kind of anti jujitsu, I guess, because one was from an arm bar and he lifted him up and he slammed him down. And the other one was from a triangle. So I guess it's a good way to describe it. It is anti jujitsu. I mean, that's how Rampage defeated jujitsu and Crazy Horse, right? They just used their, and Derek Lewis, like they just used their crazy strength. And I, I related to like voodoo. I don't uh-huh. know if you, I don't know if you saw the movie The Skeleton Key, Mm-mm. but whatever. In the movie The Skeleton Key, like, like it was all like all about voodoo. Like, is voodoo real or not? But what it comes down to is like voodoo only works if you believe in voodoo. So voodoo would work on me because I'd be like, "Fuck, this might work," you know. And then it does, <laughs> it does work. But on you, it might not work because you'd be like, "Okay, yeah, on real. me, it definitely doesn't work." So that's how jujitsu is. If you don't believe in it, you could defeat it, I think. <laughs> I, I think like that uh, with the mentality. I'm not like, sure oh. about that one. It's like, oh, it's like the Matrix, though. You have to truly believe it. That's funny. But, uh, I didn't think they were going to get KO'd slammed. Like when I saw them, they were like lifted off the ground, but they didn't look that high or they didn't look yeah, so powerful. Like Rampage lifted them all the way up. Like these ones were just like, I don't know, three feet off the floor. I'd say a little bit higher, maybe four, but yeah, exactly. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. Why'd they get yeah. slam KO'd? Did they change the canvas or something? Or I don't know. It's just the right angle, right time. Maybe there was accumulation of strikes before that point, and that was just, you know, like enough, the right time, the right, you know, part of their head for impact. Who knows? If you could win they were in both any definitely way, out. If, if you could win in any way, would you want to win with like a really cool strike? A oh, really no, slick I think slam submission? KO is number one. What'd you say is number one? Slam KO, I think, is number one. Slam KO is like a grand slam, right? It's like almost like the highest of the high you could hit. I think so. If I can pick one finish, for sure. It's just like extraordinary power and fucking control. Because like a sub or a strike, you could hit something magical, but to slam KO somebody is like brute. Like, all right, I'm just going to do this to you. Yeah, it's like a complete disrespect it's like you got in 
with technique and speed and used power. It's everything. Yeah. This is why I'm scared of judo guys and wrestlers. I was wrestling with a, with a, in class this week mm-hmm. and the guy just got behind my back and picked me up and then just gently put me to the ground. And I was <laughs> like, if this was in the real world and outside, I was like, fuck, that would have hurt. Like he would have definitely smashed my shoulder into the ground, broken or something. But when yeah, I was there's up, some I was differences like, in though, like, I don't know, like if you're outside on pavement, are you really going to be shooting in on your knee? You know what I mean? Like there's certain things that just don't apply that you do on a mat that you probably wouldn't do on hard floor. And if you Mm -hmm. did, you'd probably pay a little bit or a Mm -hmm. lot of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. So I, it's tough. Do you ever watch those, like those fights from Sweden? It's like King of the street or something where like, King of the streets are crazy. I, you know about that, huh? Those people are psychotic, right? That's like scary to me. Bro, they just do like no holds barred MMA outside on pavement, but like in a cage, but yeah. But they'll like stomp on each other, right? And like fucking. It's no holds barred. It's old school UFC. Yeah. It's almost like biting the curb. No, but it's not even old school UFC because it's not on canvas. Like it's on fucking pavement. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. It's, it's those rules, but just the setting is outside on the street. I got to look it up. Has anybody died in King of the Streets? Oh, man. Like, how does somebody Instagram follow, though? I don't know if I could. I don't even like Instagram following them. I'm like, this is too much. Like, these people oh, are. Man. So, yo, it got me thinking. Okay. You have King of the Streets. Yeah. You have bare knuckle boxing. You have, mm-hmm. obviously, UFC. You got bare knuckle MMA now, too. You have bare knuckle MMA. Which I think, by the way, just a tangent, George Masvidal. Putting those cards out for free. If you don't know about bare knuckle MMA, it's a good way. Like he's just trying to get his brand out there and people to know it. And from what I hear, it's really good. I haven't seen it yet, but I hear it's really good. So, do you think though the champions in like say something like bare knuckle boxing? Mm-hmm. Mike Perry is like the king of violence now. He just won. He beat Eddie Alvarez in a bare knuckle boxing match. Yeah. How much of the sport? How much of it is different than the UFC? Because Perry was good in the UFC, but he wasn't great. But say you took away the gloves from the UFC and you just made it the UFC without the gloves. Okay. Does Mike Perry have a better chance of beating the champion than not? Depends like who the somebody, champion is. If the champion is like a Khabib, like Leon. Khabib like, no, is even like, better. Say it's like Leon. I don't know. I, like how much of what I'm trying to get at is- Okay, how, how about this? Of, I think the better question would be, you take all these guys and all these sports and people are different. Like, you know, Mike Perry's better at this than he is at that because that's the setting. That's the rule set. What if we put them all outside in King of the Streets? No holds barred. Who wins? Well, that's what I was trying to get to. Like, who wins a fight to the death and how different is it psychologically? Oof. Right? Well, I also already- think you have to go over the setting too because like people are weird, right? Like you have car jujitsu, right? Some people will do well. Is the fight in a car? Is it in the street? Is it on the grass? Is it? Is there closed confinement? Like, I think the setting does play a big part in not only how you fight, but also how the fight might transpire, right? If we're okay, doing so it in a really closed setting, if you and I are in an eight by eight room, there's going to be a ton of grappling. Okay. Let's say field, there's there's no grappling. Let's say there's three settings. Okay. <laughs> Best okay. of three. There's three settings. I think that okay. I think. To me, this will encompass everything. One is the room that you said, eight by eight. It's fucking closed, confined room. Bro, that's a tight ass room. 
Yeah, whatever. It's like a little room. I'm in a little room right now. It's like a walk-in closet. Oh, okay. Let's just say it's 12 by 12. <laughs> All right, 12 by 12. Okay, 12 by 12. So that's one That's one scenario. The other scenario is like a green little field, like a okay, baseball how field. little? Like a baseball field. yards? Yeah, a park. Okay. And the, four, the third scenario is like a city street. Okay. So there's buildings and a street and concrete and sidewalks and lampposts and, and all level floors yeah imagine everything's like level everything's standard right any so walls nothing. or is that just in the room and the street and the street like cars or like yeah cars buildings? and buildings that mean, yeah. this makes a difference right like yeah so okay, like streets street. of rage you're in the street there's cars parked along each side and there's buildings on that yeah okay, okay. so let's just use this let's just say one is the octagon that's the closed confined space right one well, is, the octagon's not that. Okay. Let's just say we'll use one for the octagon, one for like a park, like you meet somebody after school, three o'clock at the park, you know, like old school. And then okay. the other one is king of the streets. Like it's in the streets. Okay. So that's your three settings now because those are different than the initial three. Yeah. Let's, these are the three, right? So it okay. fits It fits alongside the sport. What I'm trying okay. to say is say there's a goat like John Jones. Okay. Or Fedor, or Anderson Silva, or GSP. Okay. And so when you're thinking about best too, you, you're, it's no weight class. Yeah, yeah, imagine weight class, so it's fair. But what I'm saying is how much changes psychologically? Because theoretically, you would think like the best MMA person would still be the best on the grass or the best in the street, right? Oh, see, I don't think or, so. I don't think so. I don't think so either, but I, I feel like that's just me being wrong, you know? Like... No, I, I think you invite the rule set shapes competing. And so it's like people train for a particular rule set, of course, and they adapt to the rule set. But the rule set also favors certain styles and people, right? And then when you go out into like a no holds barred scenario where you can kick someone in the nuts and you're not wearing a cup and all these things, like things change. Can you bite? You know, like, can you eye poke? John Jones is great, you know? So it changes things a lot. Okay, so let's say this. Say there are no rules. Like None. it's it's to the fucking death. Like I've been Just watching no a lot of Just no been, weapons. No weapons. But I've been watching okay. a lot of Band of Brothers and old military movies and it's just okay. like sometimes I'm like, "Oh my god, these people have to fight to the death sometimes." Like you would think the best fighter in the world could do that, but maybe they'd be like, "Yo, I don't want to be mean." Like maybe they're just like a little bit nicer and they can't translate that to murder. Where you have people like Mike Perry that I think are thriving off of the blood of bare knuckle, you know, like. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So who okay, are the thing. best? Is it drug tested? Just imagine it's people the way they are now. Whatever. Like they're. Okay. So no. Okay. <laughs> they're at their they're at their potential, their best potential. Who is the best fighter in that type of scenario? Is it John Jones? Because I get the vibe that John Jones could murder somebody. You know what I mean? But then you have Sean Strickland who says he wants to murder people. But is he just saying that? And then, and then like, if it really came down to it, he wouldn't. Or all of these people just capable of murder because they're all still the greatest fighters in the world. They've made it to the UFC. You know what I mean? Oh, no, they're all still incredible fighters. It doesn't take away. Like Damian Maya is so nice. Like would Damian Maya really murder somebody? But he could. He could no, Damian Maya does not do well. Yeah, he doesn't do well, right? Like he won't. Mm -mm. No, I th I think I think when you're outside, striking matters more. Unless you're inside, then I think grappling matters more. 
Mm-hmm. It's confinement, right? Like you can't grab a hold of someone. Like we do it all the time. Like there's there's walls behind us. There's corners of the mat. There's there's a barrier that prevents you from running essentially. And so you can kind of corner someone and you engage because they're either willing to engage. But like if you and I are out on a football field, I'm never going to grapple. I'm going to keep you the hell away the whole time. I'm going to use long distance striking the whole time. Is there a chance of grappling? Sure, but way lower if it's outside. That's when people are like, ah, oh, jujitsu is like the best self-defense. Like, ah, inside, yeah. I, I think I guess a lot of altercations are inside. I say most probably are. But when we think of like fighting, we always think in the street. Why? Less fights happen there. I don't know. I think a lot of fights happen in the street. I think they probably mm-hmm. happen equally everywhere. Bar fights. And then there's like, you know, all your sport fighting, all the arguments you might get in like a store or something. See, I feel like bar fights tend to happen outside the bar, though. Sometimes. I feel like majority of the time, they're like, yeah, let's step outside. You're right. Not and then there's the a lot of fights that go outside. You just go in the alley. And you're like, ah, that's it's, it's kind of closed quarter still. Yeah, street fighting. So, yeah. You're never in an open field. That never happened. I want to see fights in open fields. Yeah, I don't. They're going to run away. They're going to play keep away. <laughs> I think that would be hilarious, though. And that would be like hunting. Imagine a dude running for his life and then like John Jones running for that person. Like that's scary as fuck. Joe Rogan says it all the time. It should happen on a football field. That way they can't escape. And I'm like, what are you talking about? They can't escape. They can't use the cage to escape. They can't. What do you mean? Bro, you just run a 40. Like, of course they can escape. <laughs> no, but once they run that way, technically they lost. But there's no. What do you mean? You're just keeping distance and like strike and you out. Like, you think Wonder Boy is ever going to lose in like a football field? I think so. Yeah. Still, it depends who's I don't fighting. No, man. It's they're gonna be able to like hit and run, hit and run the whole time. The Adesanyas. I don't you know. You can never man. corner those guys. They're never gonna lose outside. Yeah, Adesanya would be hard. You would never lose. It'd be the most frustrating thing to watch. No one would like it. <laughs> it would be fighting on hard mode. Yeah, it'd be point fighting. It'd be the it'd be the craziest shit. You never. But even to hit the person, I don't know. I, I know I get what you're saying, but even to hit the person, they still got to get close. So then the wrestler or the grappler could still like grab onto something. It'd be harder. I mean, I don't know. Maybe. That's tough. It would even it out, but I still think it would be close. I think the reason why we do things in a ring in a cage is like that perfect blend. Like there's some distance, but enough of a barrier to keep them in to engage. I think there's like a magic. I think. I think promotions or whoever's in charge of these things should start thinking about maybe data. Like just to see like how much is the engagement in a 15 by 15 ring? How much is the engagement by an 18 by 18 ring? How does it differ from a cage that's more rounded and there's less corners? You know what I mean? Or at least more broad corners so it's easier to escape. You know, I think there's something to that. That's yeah, versus a ring. Yeah, versus a ring, you know? Yeah, like ring, that. I can corner someone. Ring, they're not escaping me. Cage is a lot more room to escape. Karate combat has their own. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I get what you're different. saying. So I, I think data. the setting shapes so much about who is good because the setting almost changes the rule set, changes like the capability. Yeah, but how much does it change ability? So like say you had Tyson Fury versus John Jones in a okay. no hold barred match. If it's in a field now, I don't think it's like, oh, that's enough. That's going to make Tyson Fury win. Like John Jones. No way. I do. In a in a football field, you think Tyson Fury beats up John Jones like after school fight? I think so. 
No way. I disagree. I think John Jones. <laughs> I think John Jones is gonna fucking. He's way longer than John Jones. He's way heavier than John Jones. I don't even think he's way longer. John Jones has freakish wingspan, like mad long legs. He's six four. Like Tyson Fury is six nine. He's almost. I don't think he's six nine. I think he's more like a. And six, I think seven. he's faster than John Jones. Maybe, but I don't know if he's knocking him out. And I think John Jones grabs a hold of. Of course, Tyson. if John Jones grabs a hold of him, of course it's over. No one but can he deny will, that. He will All grab he a hold. Needs of him. To get is within elbows distance, and the fight is over. But that's what I'm saying. Is outside. I don't think it ever happens. No, he's getting closer because for Fury to win, he has to get close and hit him. And so once you're that close, you're in grappling range. Bro, I'm telling you, get outside. I don't think people realize. Get outside. And I'm telling you, grab someone that's like the best grappler, like your instructor, for instance, and just tell him to try to get a hold of you outside. Watch how easy it is to play keep away. I don't know. I think maybe, but eventually when we fight, then they're going to get a hold of me and it's done. When you dictate it, like you're just playing keep, you just got to be patient. You're but we still have to fight. fight. Like, you know, I get what you're saying, but it's like Tyson Fury's not going to jog for 30 minutes, you know? Like, yes, he can. And he's the best in the world at it. No, he's not doing it for 30 minutes. I don't think so. I think John Jones, John Jones. You think John Jones is doing it for 30 minutes? You think John Jones is a great 30 minute fighter? No, but I think John Jones is a better 20 minute fighter. 25 minute fighter. John Jones has won like every fifth round. Even when he's getting fucked up in the first few rounds, he always wins the fifth round. I don't like John oh, no. Jones. We got no rounds. Tyson Fury is, I would see him being bare knuckle. He's even said it. He's like, dang, I wish bare knuckle was around earlier. I would have gotten into that. Tyson Fury says a lot of shit, but I think he's swimming in silk sheets too. I think. Oh man, I think he's for real, dude. A lot of this. Yeah, I'm betting on Tyson Fury in an open field. A lot of this conversation I wanted to lead to anyway into if you had a fight to the death, like how many, like who, who do you pick? Like, you know, like who are mm. the people that have screws loose? And to me, John Jones is one of those people where I feel sure, like sure. if I he goes to so. the yeah. death, I even give him more of an opportunity to win because I think he's like a little fucking psycho. I think because yeah, he'll eye poke you. He has no problem with downward elbows. He'll do the oblique kick. Like, yeah, he'll, he is a vicious competitor for sure. He, didn't he like ruin fucking Glover to share his shoulder with like that overhook and like cranking his arm, like standing up? I've never seen it. Yeah, I, I think John Jones is a great candidate for it. I just think Tyson Fury has an edge in that particular setting. So you're saying every other setting, obviously John Jones wins, but in a, yes. ra- in, a in a big ass field. Yes, I, I still don't. I don't think the setting is enough to change that much. I do. I don't think the setting's enough when the skill sets are overwhelming, or at least if the setting favors your skill set. Like, I think Tyson Fury is as good as in his skill. I say probably John Jones is better at his skill set than maybe slightly Tyson is in his. I don't know. It's arguable. They're both the best. I don't think it's arguable. You, you, what you're saying, John Jones is better than Tyson Fury and is in his sport? Yeah, I think John Jones is the goat of MMA, and Tyson and why would you think about very... Tyson Fury being the goat of boxing? I think he's very good at it. He can't be the goat now that Francis Ngannou almost beat him. You know what I mean? Or did beat him? Okay, that's different. Almost means you didn't. I think he did beat him in the fight. In the okay. overall, like... I agree with you too, but history says Tyson's it's... never lost. It doesn't matter. But we're also talking he never theory. lost. Even John I... Jones is technically lost. Yeah, I. John Jones. <laughs> 
I John Jones is better at MMA than Tyson Fury is better at boxing. Tyson Fury has also had more fights. Yeah, so that's pro against Tyson bigger pro- people too. Look, I, just, I, I think MMA is king. Also, I'm just saying, don't underrate Tyson Fury. I'm not underrating him. I just think in this all no rules match, I think John Jones is the scariest person in the world. I think if you take in my head, I was trying to think of who are the greatest scariest fighters like if i had to go to war like who do i bring with me like the person i I might even just pick old school football players no i don't know you still gotta pick up that okay i the one the one non-mma guy that i picked was fuck what's the guy's name i can't say now the the russian wrestler the fucking experiment alexander carolyn yeah alexander carolyn to me he's yeah he's one I think like he's definitely my top five people that I bring to war. Uh, Close Alistair, quarters. He might be the best. Yeah. I, and I think he's just brilliant. He has a PhD too. Like, I think he's just psychotic and scary. Oh, I know that. Yeah. He's like a brilliant, brilliant man. Hmm. And then steroided up Alistair Overeem. Oh, yeah. Uber. Stero- steroided up Alistair Overeem was one of the scariest people in the history of the world. Yes. Brock Lesnar steroided up and wrestler, one of the scariest yes. fucking people in the world. Absolutely. Yeah. Brock might be the pick. Brock might Hubby be the guy. Fader. Brock Hubby and Over. Fedor. Fedor's a great pick, too. And John Jones. To me, like, those are my five scariest people in the entire history of the world. Maybe Francis Ngannou now, but I love, I, Francis seems nice. I don't know if to the, but he also fucking survived the desert. Maybe he can kill people and we don't fucking yeah. know. I think I think a lot of these fighters can kill people, but so let's put Francis in there too. And am I okay? Missing these are all anybody? great, but you can still find someone out there in whatever rule set, in whatever setting that will beat that particular fighter. Okay, so give me some of those people that you think can beat those fighters. Because I mean, those fighters, like you know, the beginning of Troy, where it's like Achilles versus that fucking yeah, huge. That's beast. real open field shit. That's what I'm talking about. And I think these dudes are the best at that. Like, what other champion could come and potentially beat these dudes? Like, war would be over. Yeah, I think, yeah. Gosh. I mean, we're also, you're looking at it like they're going to just MMA fight outside. But you realize, I'm looking at it, it, there's going to be a fight, but this is martial arts, and they are the best martial artists, and they do it with power and technique and speed and athleticism. experience one low blow changes everything sure but they could also do low blows yeah true they could but it's like you're getting in the routine you may not always be looking for like we see guys that go from mma and then they go to mma with knees to the head of a downed opponent and they're just like oh shit i forgot that's about what i trained if you had to beat one of my champions where are you sourcing them from like where i would source the guys to beat them yeah like i don't know i might just take like some MMA guy that has extensive training in Krav Maga or something like where it's just that's always looking for. Like you there's can no find the best, a skill There's no way set, the basically. best fighter in the world is a Krav Maga guy. Though. <laughs> well, like, what I'm saying is you can find a guy who's good at what that guy isn't. I don't know. You know whoever overwhelms the other one in one skill set where the setting favors that skill set. Yeah, but I don't think there's a skill. Who's going to overwhelm because Brock Lesnar? Because looking anywhere? at all the popular people here. We don't know who's popular in those things because we don't 
what like there's nothing there's no sport that shows but you that. think there's a football player you think there's a military dude that could like fuck up brock lesnar like no brock is a brock is crazy yeah but i think they're all crazy fedor brock overeem francis i mean overeem beat brock yeah, they're all the scariest. Yeah, that's it. But I don't think you're finding maybe a football player, maybe like some crazy, maybe Shaq, like 7'2", 350-pound Shaq maybe, but I don't think so. I don't know. You don't think, oh my God, I'm blanking out on his name right now. In kickboxing, who's the fucking, the Don? We've written about him before. Fucking Rod tall Mike. Who? Oh, the tall white guy? Yeah. Schilt? No. Let me look him up. Oh, Van Hooven or something? Yes, Van Hooven. Yes. Rico, yeah. Yeah, it could be a kickboxer. Look at Pereira. So, but to me, that's like a martial artist type. Dude, if you're giving me open field space, then maybe someone like Van Hooven beats Brock Lesnar. Like, like Ubering beat Brock Lesnar in that regard, too. Like, I just think there's room for that. So then I think Overeem beats that guy then, yeah. Maybe okay, but that's one of the greatest kickboxers in the world. So yeah, I could see him beating Brock. Sure, I'm I mean saying- you're taking the greatest MMA guy in the world. Of course, I'm gonna have to dip into pools of this guy's the greatest in this. Yeah, position. but earlier you said something like football player or something. Oh gosh, if if I'm thinking of someone to just kill someone, bro, I'm not sure if you can grapple a Ray Lewis. Well, Ray Lewis, for those of you that don't know, was I'd like I think. He he was a wrestler in Florida, mm-hmm. and he was like I think like almost like a state champ wrestler, and he said if the money was the same as football, he would have maybe done wrestling. So yeah, Ray is that would have been crazy to see him in the UFC. Like that would yeah, been awesome. Like he would have killed people for sure. I feel like Mike Tyson. There's no way Mike Tyson loses to Hoist Gracie in the first UFCs. No way. Yeah, I I, I think you're right. There's no way Hoist is getting Mike Tyson down. But the dream fight I would have is to see... They wouldn't have let Hoist fight Mike Tyson. It would have been Hickson. So Hickson versus Mike Tyson would have been an incredible fight. Can Hickson get him down? Yeah, so it would have been a little weight discrepancy, but yeah. What, they wouldn't have been close? Hickson and Tyson? They were- Hickson, he fought at like... I think it was like 205, 185, I think was his class. Yeah, I think Tyson was like 215, 220. That's a big difference. Yeah, I'm just saying. He wasn't like the 240 guys now. Or all right, Tyson so 30 Fury. pound difference. All right, if you're weighing 155, that's a 185, or that's a big difference. Yeah, I think Tyson and Carellin, like that would have been UFC one, and they would have won. Oh my gosh! Yeah, again, it's who competes to show up. You know, like I just think they're all so good now with training. Like they would be the ones that are winners. It wouldn't be some like Vin Diesel fucking Fast and the Furious. You know what I mean? Like. I don't know if those, is there a dude out there that doesn't, that like is actually the world's best fighter and we don't know? That's what I'm trying to, I guess, come at. That's the thing. That's what I'm trying to come at is how you define best fighter. It's like across all these settings, across like just That's what I'm trying, I'm trying to be flexible with it. That's what I'm saying. There's yeah, like, who, I, who, and it's like to the murder. Like who, I guess my answer would be, there is no such thing as the world's best fighter. It's just who's the best at this thing. Okay. Do you think there's somebody that could be the world's best fighter in a cage and that doesn't know it? No. Okay. Do you think that in the street, there's somebody that's like one of the world's best fighters and they may not know it, like, or we may not know them? Yes. And what about in a field? You also feel as though yes? Yes. 
and because what is those things aren't likely, contested what is how more would you likely, know who the best is because those things aren't contested okay i fair and yeah. what is more likely a scenario where a ufc champion would lose in the street or on a field it depends on the ufc champion because okay. we have UFC champions that are like heavy grapplers versus heavy strikers. It depends. Okay. And so you're saying the UFC champions that are the strikers would do better in the field and the UFC champions that are grapplers would do better in the street. No. Well, closed quarters. Like street is still annoying for grapplers because you're fucking yourself up on the floor. Yeah. Like if, if you're talking like closed quarters grass, oh man, grapple city. But if you're just talking like open, I'm I'm more along the lines like not even like the flooring. I mean, the flooring does take a part. I just think of like confinement. Are there corners? Are there walls? How much space do you have? I think on the street, you know, you could push people into a car side of the okay. wall. Yeah. So then that. But but I think then what you're saying about the pavement also plays a part. But if you're the one yeah. getting the person down, then who gives a fuck about the pavement? You're on top of them. Yeah, I think the street and at least in the scenario that we're talking about, the guy that's got like better stand-up grappling will probably do best. Judo, wrestling, something like that. Yeah, Sambo and of Steve course, told he us, can take a shot. Yeah, Sambo Steve told us that he felt as though the best self-defense for like street fighting would be like a judo and boxing. Yeah, I, I think that's probably right. Whereas yeah, if you're talking know. about indoors, then it becomes grappling completely. Right? Like, and think of all like even think of all of domestic violence. Think of all women's self-defense. Like almost, almost all of it is indoors. Yeah, well, that's women's self-defense, and that makes. I'm sense. just saying, like these are things that, if you're thinking about self-defense, indoors is more prevalent than outdoors. Sure, I, I was just thinking more in terms of like war, <laughs> like in yeah, like, yeah. we're Troy, going like, like Achilles, like Troy, the, the movie Troy. Yeah, like who, like who wins and. We're sending one guy out into that middle of the field and whoever's guy wins. Yeah. More often than not, though, it's the MMA guy. It's the MMA guy from the country, right? But then there could be a wrestler, there could be a kickboxer, there could yeah. be a boxer. Yeah. But then the next step would be like, there's no way we're giving it to some basketball player or football player or freak athlete, right? Like, or some psycho Correct. in prison. Well, I, you know, in my head, I was thinking Ray Lewis, because I'm like, All right, he already has grappling. And I think that wrestling control and just his viciousness, like that dude knocks people out just running into people. John Jones said he grabbed his brother Chandler Jones' wrists. Yeah, and he lifted him up. And he, and yeah, and he said his brother lifted him up by the wrist. And he's like, we're lucky that some of these football players don't fight. Agreed. So maybe that... Or or maybe they could. Even, even untrained, they're so dangerous because they are such a better athlete than MMA guys are. Now, I'm not saying MMA guys aren't yeah. athletes, but it's a whole nother level. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely another level. Like they're yeah. so, some of these people in the combines are like people that have tried out for Olympics and track and field and jump and yeah, like doing mind boggling things that and maybe they would fight like, if they got paid. Oh, size doesn't matter as much, or oh, strength doesn't matter as much. I'm telling you. Try to get Larry Allen to submit. Oh, Larry Allen might have been the greatest fighter ever. If they gave Dude, him. This is what I'm saying. Like, there's some guys where I'm like, that's not going to matter. Or if you just take the mountain, right? Like, the mountain. Oh, yeah. I wasn't even thinking about the. the how does the mountain. But see, Corellin or Overeem, I think they 
they fuck up the mountain. Correct. They do. But yeah, if you gave the mountain like 10 years of training, that's why I still I still go with my guys. If I get my five, six, seven guys, I think I could take over like a country. <laughs> like I'll be like, yo, look at these. If it was like that, you just sent your best warrior and the one who won won the war. Yeah. That just you you take over continents with those dudes. Like I don't yes. know. I wish the world was like that. We would all be drinking Bud Light or whatever Brock Lesnar said. We'd we all be training way differently too. We'd we'd all live different lives for sure. Yeah, and then it's crazy too because then if you included things like weapons training, oh right? gosh, so you get a dagger. Because if you get like a dagger, then then there might be some hundred and ninety pound dude that fucks up Brock Lesnar. You know? Oh and yeah, just one hundred percent. Once you add weapons everything changes then it's like it's about speed and it's like the skill of that shit. weapon yeah i love the quote it's like one of my favorite quotes now but it's like oh god made man and then samuel colt made man equal you know like so <laughs> one, one of the inventors of the gun and just like mm-hmm. how yeah you could be like a fucking nine-year-old boy you know <laughs> you could just take out somebody easy and they won't even know it you know yeah so yeah just this idea of like combat and like what makes that's why some of i even saw said it last week like sometimes it's so cringe when people are like you must know how to defend you know like no you should know how to defend yourself but when they're like oh you're a pussy if you don't because all right say like you take all my shit and bully me or whatever i could just find you three years later burn your house down you know like there's people that could be like psychotic like that and then like i could be like all right well who really won you know like last lap like and then you could be like, dude, you just killed like my dog and my little kid in my house. Like that's not equal. All right. Well, the world doesn't work that way. Maybe to them, it's like, no, well, you destroyed my self-esteem for three years. So I'm just going to yeah. destroy you. Or yeah. Like there's dividends to pay back. Yeah. Right. Like, I don't know, but yeah, it makes me wonder. Cause I never think about stuff like that when I find, like, I think of it as like a game, like everything. It's like a sport. And I'm not that good. I'm not as good as anybody in the UFC, obviously. But I wonder if the UFC, like, there's a lot of people in the UFC that also look at it that way. I mean, I love the fight. Like, Sean Strickland loves fighting. And he says he wants to murder. But, like, it's a little bit like the Matrix, right? Where, like, everybody in the Matrix has special powers. Yeah. Like Keanu Reeves, I mean, Keanu Reeves had extra right, special powers. A lot of powers. UFC fighters will train with grapplers. And they just grapple. And a lot of those UFC fighters will lose to those just grapplers because they're doing that skill set, even though it might even be a good grappler UFC guy to lose. Yeah. That's what, it, again, like the rule set changes things. And if You're the right. setting has an impact on the rule set, then I think that changes things a lot too. Because, yeah, because Gordon Ryan could also then be argued to be one of these people on that list. Yeah, put him in a 12 by 12 room. But even in a field, if he just so happens to catch your leg or something and take you down, so like tough, though. I think that's gonna, tough. You're gonna lose your knee if he grabs something. Dude, honestly, I would like to fight a grappler. I'm not even like the best striker, right? Like I would love to fight a grappler that is leagues out of my league in that scenario. Like if I could just fight them in an open field, in my head I'm winning. All right, fight. You gotta find somebody. Somebody that's listening. Yeah, yeah. Fight someone that has no striking, basically, and then wants to strike. So if you have no striking out there, but you're great at jujitsu, reach out. We got to test this theory out. Yeah, I would I would love that. Of course, there's All always right. a chance. I just think like it's very easy to play keep away. You know, we use the term Brendan Schaub in a match, right, for keep away. 
the shop shut down. Yeah. The sh- <laughs> I, I don't, I don't like to call it that. Cause that sounds cooler than it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's basically just playing like run away. Yeah. Just walk away. Like, yeah, couldn't touch. Yeah. Me. It's kind of like, it's just keep away. You're playing keep away. But I do think that's an easy game plan to employ and just peck them every now and again until they're basically frustrated or whatever. Like it adds up. It's like the monkey versus the tiger. I just don't know if there's any humans that are that good at being able to peck at somebody like a Corellin or a Brock Lesnar. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think they can. Once they get close, like those other people are too multifaceted. Maybe. I'd like to believe there's someone out there for that job. Yeah, I think it's also like I saw the cut. I would love to see this, by the way. Like, this is like ideal dream shit to watch for me. Yeah, because this is also me kind of thinking like I saw the trailer for this movie that's coming out with that bald guy from the Transporter movies, Jason Statham. Oh, yeah, Jason Statham. Yeah. And he's like the beekeeper and he just like fucks everybody up. (laughs) There was one scene they showed where there's like 10 army guys and he like walks up in the middle of them. They're like, yo, can I get a light? And he just fucks them all up. You know what I'm like? (laughs) I was like, is there any way that they're obviously not to that level, but are there like some secret people that are like ninjas out there? And I'm curious, like, yeah, in a fight to the I don't death, think so. Is there like an Achilles out there, you know? Like give him yeah, a weapon. I, and he'll... I don't think so. Because how do you even train to be an Achilles? Because if you, you have to train to fight that way and eventually you're going to get stabbed once, no? Can't win every oh, yeah. time. Yeah. Well, the guy that doesn't get stabbed over and over again is making it through. There's probably a reason why he's making it through. It's not just coincidence. Yeah. But speaking of which, we're talking about who the better fighter is. We did a poll recently. You want to talk about this? Yeah, do that. Do that. All right. We did a poll recently on our stories with who was the GOAT at lightweight, BJ Penn versus Khabib. And a lot of the old school guys or even some of the new school guys were like, I pick BJ Penn as the GOAT people forget you want to kind of what, what do you think personally so there was there was two debates one was who's the goat of the lightweight division and then one was also who would win at their absolute best yes. bj penn or khabib that's fair i think those are two different things yes yeah and so the the goat of the division is like a fair debate because there was no lightweight division like before bj penn he's the one that kind of made it famous and yes like the UFC started investing in it like after he became great, right? And mm-hmm. then there were some issues. He didn't necessarily win. There was a draw, whatever. And like it went away and then it came back. But he is basically like the founder of the lightweight division, right? The first yeah. great lightweight. Him and uh, Jens Pulver, yeah. Yeah, and like Sean Shirk maybe, but then he like beat everybody. Yeah. So then it didn't matter. So like, yeah, I see BJ and BJ and Khabib are tied with three title defenses. Khabib obviously retired early, but then you could also argue like BJ Penn was fighting middleweights like Henzo Gracie, you know, and like he took on Leota Machida, 205 pounds and like a heavyweight, like, and he fought GSP and he fought fucking Matt Hughes. So I kind of like look at it as like, all right, the retirement early, but BJ went up early. Like they both were dominant at their peak. It's arguable. I, I think BJ, if they fought each other at their peaks. I think Khabib would win. Yes. Because the game is just so much more, it evolves so much. So the guys today are better than the guys of yesterday. 
Always. I know, but let's imagine, though, that also... But what BJ did in his division, I think, is better than what Khabib did in his. So I think he's the better lightweight. I he, think they, okay, how about this? BJ was better than his peers by a greater amount than Khabib was by his peers. That's I what think I think it's. I kind of agree with you, but they're also equal. So Anderson Silva felt as though that BJ Penn was the GOAT. There's like a yeah. lot of people in the past that felt like BJ Penn was the GOAT, but obviously a lot of younger people have seen him lose a shit ton. So like that seems surprising to them. And they think Silva is not good because he also lost a shit ton at the end. So like I think it's all diminishing. Even and people, Fedor. Yeah, Fedor was talking about, about BJ Fedor. Penn. He's still my pick for the number one best fighter of all time. Wait up, Fedor said that about BJ? No, I think Fedor is the greatest fighter of all time. But people oh. forget. I yeah, I agree with that too. But I'm just saying the people of the past loved BJ. Like they called him the yeah. prodigy. And people also loved Khabib, where they think he's maybe one of the goats too. So I think it's like pretty equivalent. I just think if they fought each other, they really are like rock, paper, scissor. Like Khabib has the best takedowns, and at his best, BJ had the best takedown defense. Like yeah. Khabib has the best wrestling and BJ has the best jujitsu, like at the time. Yeah. Khabib was a little bit wild and striking, and BJ was like clean and crisp and like fucking accurate. Like, you Heavy know? Like, yeah, he had a bunch of bunch of chaos. When BJ was at his peak when he trained with the Marinovich brothers, he did fight five rounds and he was strong all five rounds. Hmm? But we also know nobody has a pace like Khabib. So in that one, it's like similar. Like, I don't know. There's just so many areas where they are the same, but also there's areas where they're different and they each counteract. My life on the line, I pick Khabib to eventually smother BJ. Yeah. But remember when Connor fought Khabib and like Connor for the first minute and a half was like kind of using his wrestling and moving around yeah. and he was doing some like interesting things with Khabib where. Yeah. Khabib had to work. I think that's exactly what BJ does for like three rounds with Khabib. Mm, yeah, maybe. And can he do enough damage in those three rounds to break Khabib? I don't know. I don't yeah, think so. I don't think so. I think that's his kryptonite. I just think BJ's resume is so much better. BJ challenged himself more than Khabib challenged himself. Oh, that's no 100%. question. I, I would argue that's not even a fair comparison. I think BJ challenged himself more than any other fighter ever. Yeah, exactly. And There's that's no why, one that that beats him in that. I think he's that's why uncontested. We love him. He fought Leota he fought he wanted to fight Anderson Silva like he fought GSP like So, he's known as the greatest lightweight of all time. Name me the greatest welterweight of all time. Yeah, GSP. I think okay. he arguably beat him in a split decision. Yeah, in the first fight I think he Name did me the beat second him. greatest welterweight of all time. Yeah, Matt Hughes. Matt Hughes, who we beat. Yeah, so this is what I'm saying. Like, he's way out of his division. Name one of the greatest light heavyweights of all time. Yeah, Machida. Oh, yeah, he fought him too. Name the greatest jujitsu fighter of all time. Hanzo Gracie, maybe, in MMA. So, like... Yeah, at the time, yeah. This is what I'm saying. Like, he has wins over all these guys. Who was the knockout king at that time? Takanori Gomi. Who had the best jujitsu in lightweight? Matt Sarah, outside of BJ, right? Who was the knockout king in lightweight? Jens Pulver beat him too. Sean Shirk. Sean Shirk had amazing wrestling. Like it, it was everybody he fought. And I believe, I still believe he beat Frankie Edgar in the first fight. 
Yeah, it was, it was super close. It was close, yeah. Yep. This is why there needs to be more like, you know, close fights because, yeah, it just it diminishes their record. But yeah, so I'm kind of of the belief now, like you give me like who's the GOAT lightweight champion. I think it's BJ, but who is the best fighter at lightweight? I think it's Khabib. Yeah, so again, it's like who would win in a fight is different than who was the better fighter of their time. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, we're, we're on point. It's funny, though. I saw, like, the poll change multiple times. Like, it started off Khabib, uh-huh. and then all of a sudden BJ had way more votes than Khabib, and then now Khabib has more votes than BJ, and it's like, I wonder how much of it is demographics. And, like, yeah, maybe. I also find it funny, because, like, you know, we both see eye to eye on this kind of, but I also find it funny that we got messages that are like, I don't see how you could think BJ is. And then at the same time, we also like, I don't see how you could say Khabib is. Like, they just don't understand the other side's argument at all. Like, bro, they have an argument. It's just Khabib's wrestling was so good. But then the one thing that I want to say is like, well, GSP couldn't, didn't really take down BJ, but that's also when GSP wasn't the wrestler that he became. I don't know. Yes and no. The way GSP to a draw. The way GSP smashed BJ in their second fight. Now, this is also when BJ wasn't training with the Marinovich brothers and he was not in the best shape of his life. Like GSP just grinded him down. And I feel like that's what you also be. had Matt Hughes, John Fitch. They were great wrestlers. Frankie had a majority draw, majority draw with John Fitch. He fucking took him down. I know. Yeah. There's a chance. Yeah. I don't know. I think if they fight a hundred times, I think BJ wins 39 times. 39, that's very specific. Just like slightly less than six, four out of 10. Ah, shit. I think it's like, I don't even know if I give him a one out of four chance, a one out of five chance. Really? Yeah, it, it might be one out of five. That would be the higher end, I would guess. So, so you're probably saying like 19%, times. 20%? Yeah. Or maybe I'll change my answer to like, 30. Don't let my answer influence you. That's what no, you influence me. Influence Let's say 30. Like, I still think, like, BJ, like, at his absolute peak, you know what it would be, though? It would be, it would turn into, like, one of these Nick Diaz type fights where they're like, there's people on him, but they're not really getting hurt. And they're like, yo, get the fuck off me. Mm. Like, that's probably what it would have turned into. Maybe. I don't know. I yeah, just he also I, fought Nick Diaz. It's funny how we keep naming people and BJ's fought all these guys. Yeah. And he, he, took a round off of Nick Diaz, but then Nick Diaz just fucking fucked him up the last two rounds. That, yeah. That's also another thing you could say about BJ. There's never been potentially a better first round fighter. Like the first round, BJ will yeah. fuck you up. And then he gets tired. But like, yeah, those five minutes, he's incredible, those five minutes. Mm-hmm. And he's having a good time. There's a good story, GSP said, where he used to record like he used to watch the fights of people that he was about to fight huh? and he would, he would watch it in slow motion and he, he would have uh, one of his like coaches or something like watch the fight and measure by frame the other fighters reaction time. Oh, I remember you told me this once. Yeah. So like, Oh, it took 10 frames for him to yeah. defend the takedown or, you know what I mean? Like whatever. And so some people were eight frames, some people were five frames, some people 15 frames. And in that, he would measure reaction speed. And he said that no one had better reaction spe- speed in the UFC at that time than BJ Penn. Mm. 
So it's weird. Like he doesn't look like a freak athlete, but he had a little bit of that fade war in him. Well, no, he did have some freak things. Remember his like jumps out of the pool, like yep. all that stuff. Like he definitely was a freak. He just didn't. When a lot of times, I think when we think of freaks, we think of like abs and shit, you know, yes. and like that looking more like Edson Barbosa type. But right. yeah, like sure. BJ was a little bit more on that fade or tree, like almost everyday looking type person, but fit. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so. I don't know. I'm, I'm glad, though, that our fans are giving BJ love. It makes me feel good that there's still people that remember how great BJ was. Yeah. So basically, you're happy that there's old people that follow us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> BJ is just like my spirit animal when it comes to fighting. Like, I wish I get why he didn't train so hard. He was it's so just... confident. He was so funny, too. I loved him. Yeah. He's in Hawaii. It's beautiful. Like he's rich. His family was rich. He never had to fight. Like smoking weed, drinking, and eating. Like remember I get when he it. made like, fun of that guy that cried? Andy Wang. Yeah. You remember, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he was on his own team yeah, in the yeah. Ultimate Fighter. Like, just, he's like, oh, that's so funny. He's like, he's not gonna make it. Yeah. <laughs> I just this guy's yeah, a fighter. He's crying. He just well, well, he just kept crying. The way he licked the blood after Joe Daddy Stevens, like licked the oh, yeah. blood off his gloves, like psycho fuck. I so here's it. what's really funny too, especially the comparison versus Khabib, right? Khabib grew up like poor in the mountains. BJ was silver foods, silver spoon. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Super rich. Didn't need the fight. was like, I just fucking love fighting. Yeah. You're right. And I think that's different because like Khabib was like shaped, like forged by it. And BJ's like, no, nah, I just like it. Holy shit, you're right. So geographically, they're opposites. Yeah. Economically, completely. they're opposites. Yep. Religiously, they're fucking opposites, right? Yeah. Like Khabib discipline, no drinking, no smoking, like yeah. fucking, like, you know, like where BJ is like hot drinking, fucking beach. <laughs> party. Never working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never working. Fucking. Even Khabib, Khabib is like, I don't like fighting. Plan. This is my way out. And like Khabib, and BJ's like, oh, I love fighting. <laughs> that's why. That's why Khabib was quick to get out of the game, and BJ stayed in it forever. Holy shit! You're right. That's another opposite. They are yeah. opposite as fuck. Yeah. All. Yeah. Like it. It's completely different. Opposite sides of the world: Hawaii and Dagestan. Yep. Like literally, I think you could draw a whole like. I don't know if you could get much further. That's than half that. of the circumference of the earth for sure. Yeah. Russia communist and like authoritarian regime where America, Hawaii, democracy, like yeah, snow cold mountains, beautiful lush forests. Yeah, they're they're literally the opposite. Yep. No, Khabib is better. I think yeah, fighting one on one. I don't see how it's just Khabib's skill sets work better. You need some. The, the only person that I felt like Khabib actually did lose to was Gleason Tebow. Mm, that was close. I, I think even rewatching that fight, though, I would still give it to Tebow. I think because Khabib didn't really get any takedowns or do much damage. It was a close fight. And I think it was the strength that prevented the takedowns, where I think eventually he's going to get takedowns on BJ. But BJ was so crazy flexible. Maybe Khabib can't do that. Yeah, but what made Khabib great was not his undefeated record. Like, even if he lost that match to Gleason Tebow, he's still just as great as he is. I don't know. I think the record gives it a little bit of extra juice. Yeah, I don't buy into the record that much. 
A little bit. Randy Not Couture was one of the best ever, right? His record's trash. Who would you say? Randy Couture. Captain yeah, America Couture himself. Also- His record was... By the way, when I gave you that list of champions and fight to the death, my secret contender to beat all of them was Randy Couture. Because just <laughs> like, like the American dream, you know? Like he is the movie guy where he's big enough to potentially fight everybody, but not so big <laughs> where he looks like he'd win, you know? Like just Captain America. You want him yeah, to Yeah, Captain good, America. Sure. Relatable, smart, high fight IQ, balding. Yeah. I fucking but he was love 19 it. and 11. I love Randy. Yeah, you know, let's let's say one out of four times BJ wins, but it could be higher. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it'd be like lower, but I think there are people that are nostalgic that are following us <laughs> that are like, no, BJ's the best. Maybe, maybe we're like that too. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It, it's or just I would say we're that, just more educated because we've seen more. It's just the wrestling of Khabib is so good. Like, I think... Khabib always did that leg thing where he would trap people's legs and sit on them. Like, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Can he do that to BJ? Or would BJ be too flexible? I don't flexible know. BJ always, to- always had the capability of getting back up. And he always had the cap capability of, like, doing damage while he was getting taken down. And he always had that ability of, like, his flexibility, his rubber guard, his, like, yeah, everything was crazy. People forget how flexible he was. Maybe Khabib gets tired out trying to do all that shit, getting held in rubber guard. And, and yeah, if Khabib gets that single leg, BJ always hopped on one leg and would throw six or seven uppercuts and fuck that guy up a little bit while they were going for that takedown. Yeah, maybe. Oh, I would love... That's like one of the dream fights that'd be great to make. Man, I just... I saw a name on just going through like BJ's... Or Randy Couture's record and stuff. Jeremy Horn. Remember Jeremy Horn? Jesus. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Mm-hmm. That's Jeremy a name Horn. that like new heads wouldn't know. 92 wins, 22 losses. Bro. That's pretty fucking good. And Matt Hughes was a couple of those wins, I think. 54 wins by submission. 26 by knockout. Only 12 decisions. Guy had 120 fights and only 10% were decisions. That's nuts. Jeremy Horn. Insane. I was researching crazy. I can't remember because he was never a champion. Yeah. You you remember that guy, Charles Crazy Horse Bennett? I sure do. Everybody from the past remembers him. Do you know he's still fighting? He's lost his last 15 fights. Holy shit. I did not know that. Weren't you talking about that a couple of weeks ago too? Like who are these people that are like Owen? Approving this. Yeah. What commissions are approving that? I don't know, but he's lost his last 15 fights. And he's like 43 years old. There's an account I follow that talks about people's records in MMA and they just post it up. And there are some MMA fighters that are like just 0 and 26 or 1 and 49. And you're like, who are these guys? I try to yeah, find yeah, out. Yeah, I try yeah. to look them up on Instagram to see if we could like talk to them or something like that. I can never find any information on them. Yeah, we got to. But there are guys you look up on Tapology, you look up like their fighting record, like it exists. These are real people. Yeah, we should find Crazy Horse and talk to him. That'd be fun. Yeah, it's just, I mean, I, I guess at a certain point when you're a fighter and that's like your best way to make money, you just keep doing it and you enjoy doing it. Like, who cares about the outcome? Like you're just, a, you're a prize fighter. Like, It's just sad though, because you, I don't know, maybe he likes fighting, but when I see 15 losses, like part of me thinks he just needs the money. Yes. Is that, it's sad for his health. Is it sad because he's doing that for money? No, for his health. Know. Yeah. 
and it's like a little embarrassing like you're getting fucked up like it's not like a job you do a job and you work and like whatever there's like a i guess but like, maybe that's how some fighters view themselves like i don't know i don't take losses too hard because i'm like yeah everyone loses like i, I don't know I know, but 15 and 0 and like doing it, you're 43. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's like there's something sad. brave about keep getting in there. Like, like when you lose, let's say five in a row and then you stop. I don't know. I almost like appreciate the guy that's like 15 and he like still believes in himself. And you're like, man, I don't know if he believes in himself. That, yeah, this is it. I was watching the Pacific after I watched Band of Brothers. Mm -hmm. So the Pacific is about the Japanese and the Americans. Okay. And some of these Japanese, they would literally just like rush the American positions. And then the Americans would just have these machine guns and they would just be shooting at night while the Japanese run. And in the morning, you'd see like this whole beach full of dead Japanese people. And one of the lines that the guy said was, he's like, they're either incredibly brave or incredibly stupid. But like, it was like, you know, like they had this respect for them, but it was like, yeah, what are they? Like, are they? Because sometimes I'm like, yo, why don't you just like shoot a couple bullets, kill a couple Americans and then back off? And then I don't know, like fight like tactically a little bit smarter. Yeah. But they would just rush them and get shot up. And all it did was make the Americans waste bullets, but it also keep them up all night. They didn't sleep like they were. It was miserable for them. Like they were dying out there, too. But it seemed stupid. But it was also like brave too. I don't know. It was, wait, it's exactly what you said. I think it's part of the same. Yeah. Code. It is weird. Everything in balance, I guess. So yeah, mm. I don't know though. I don't. I think it, I lean a little bit towards it's stupid. <laughs> You're dying <laughs> and losing like so crazy horse. I don't know. I kind of feel bad. But I also did hear a cool story about Crazy Horse back in the day. He had beef with Shootbox Academy. Uh -huh. And at the back of like a pride event, one of Vandalay Silva's teammates got, got crazy horse in a triangle choke and passed out. Yeah. Crazy horse then gets up and confronts Vandalay Silva and knocks him out. Yeah. And at that time, Vandalay Silva was like the best fighter in the world. I remember, I remember when this happened. Yeah. It was pretty crazy. There's video know. of like the altercation or at least some of it. Some of it. I don't know. Who cares if you've never won a championship or something? You could say, though, at least you beat, like, one of the best fighters in the world. Even if it was, like, backstage, like, that's, like, legendary shit. Like, Vandalay Silva. Yes, but that's not, like, it's not a fight. We you were just talking about someone. no rules this whole episode. Like, you know, like, there's no All right, rules. the George Moss would all beat up Kobe. Like, is, did he beat win that fight? That one's a little different because... All right. Jorge snuck up on him where Crazy Horse, they confronted each other. They were there. They saw what was happening. All right. Does Chael Sonnen have a win over Vandalay at the tough when they got into that altercation? Yeah. Okay. That's a win. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. <laughs> yeah, man, whatever. Too close. Yeah. This, this was a good philosophical talk, though. But I, I feel like, yeah, my mind is just open to like all this. After watching all these war docs and stuff, like clearly they're fighters and they're like, they have this mental fortitude and there's like levels and what happens if you just, yeah, even change some of the slight rules like Mike Perry and bare knuckle. Like it's yeah, interesting. It's crazy. Like there's some people that had like bayonets and they were fighting on like stairs. You know what I mean? Like that type of training is crazy. Yeah. The, the bayonet, like, Oh, 
You know, like, yeah, like there's so many things involved in a war that it's like, how could you be the best at war? It's just you're in the right place at the right time with the right skill set for those things. Yeah, and being lucky. Yeah, being lucky. Definitely. Mm -hmm. By the way, the movie Napoleon sucked. <laughs> I heard this. Someone said that. Don't watch it. Dang. Nobody watch it. I love fucking military. Not bad, huh? You know what? Yeah, I, th I think I heard someone on a podcast, a comedy podcast I listened to. I can't even remember which one, but they were like, yeah, I left like two thirds of the way through. It was that bad. I didn't leave, but it's like Braveheart and the Patriot, except Braveheart and the Patriot, even though it wasn't historically correct, was fun and yeah. sick. And it felt historical. You know, it felt mm -hmm. like they didn't warp it so much. Like it, it, it was something that could have happened. Okay. Where Napoleon, there was like a, I forgot who did it. It was like PBS or a really respected academic journal type thing where they were talking about the most important people of the last 2000 years. Okay. And number one, I believe was Jesus Christ. Okay. Number three was Muhammad. Okay. And number two was Napoleon. Okay. So Napoleon was sandwiched in between those, both those religious leaders and there's an argument to be made that Napoleon is the greatest military mind ever in history okay. and one of the most important political figures in history that is determined like our judicial system and the metric system and math and science. Like he had so many of his fingers in everything and he rose up from like middle class to emperor, like whatever. And they just made him. They didn't show off his military intelligence. They didn't really show off like the relationship in a way that they just kind of made him look like a bitch. They oh, so he didn't respect him in the film at all. No, it was almost like so. Ridley Scott is an Englishman, so maybe some people are like maybe he just wanted to make fun of the French in a way. Like you know what I mean? Like wow, maybe like imagine an English guy made fun like made a movie about George Washington and it was just the negative stuff about George Washington. Well, he was like, just a bitch. Yeah. Yeah, but Napoleon's not a bitch. Like, neither was George. But okay, yeah. But yeah, I'm just saying. But imagine they made the movie and it was just on. Oh yeah, George is a slave owner. And George fucked up in these battles, and George fucked up in this. Yeah. Like, well, that is what they things. would do now. That's how they do things. And it's just like the battles were like blah, and the relationship was blah, and they just didn't show off any of his brilliance. It just felt stupid. I was like. At least like William Wallace and Braveheart, it didn't really exist, but they made it like, yo, that was an epic, you know, yeah. like Gladiator wasn't real. Like Ridley Scott made that, but it was like, it felt like an epic. Yeah, I get and it. This just felt like. Napoleon should have been epic for sure. Yeah. Yeah. He's like Alexander the Great. Like he's like yep. one of the greatest people ever. And there's like nothing. That sucks. I know. It did suck. But also like this week I trained more. I the like past week because of all the shit i've been watching huh? i was like oh, they're gonna think i'm a pussy like if i don't go to the gym <laughs> like you know like, <laughs> world war ii vets are like living in holes you know and like i love that motivation of not like oh man i should like equip myself to like train and be tougher and stuff and you're like they're just gonna think i'm a pussy 90 percent of my life is me being like, oh, they're going to think I'm a pussy. Like, like, <laughs> dude, that's my main motivation. And if they didn't say, that's why I think bullying works sometimes. Like, if people didn't bully me, like, I'd be like, 100%. Right, I'm not, not going to do that. I'm just like, I don't need to do it. 
But I'm like, oh, you think you're better than me? Like now I have to prove you're not better Dude, than me. I think me. bullying That's- shaped a huge part of my life too. Yeah, every yeah, everyone, I feel like, of our time. Yeah. So I'm like, what were these World War II vets do? Like, all right, they they fucking get better. I'm gonna get better. So I gotta do it. Yep. I gotta get better. And now we're here. Yeah. All right. We talked about a lot. Yeah, this was a good talk. Yeah, it was great. Loved it. All, All right, right I guess we'll just sign off then. Yeah, we'll be back next week. We'll talk about the the UFC. Two weeks. Edwards, Colby Covington. Yeah, so we'll talk about it next week a little bit, like do okay. some predictions and shit. Sure. Maybe make a parlay, talk about some of our training, what else oh, is yeah. going on in the world, other fight stuff. We'll try to incorporate more. I think like military combat, like lately I've been into. That's cool. I like we've it. Had so- we've had some talks of like Ukraine and Russia and war things, so. Yep. Maybe we'll sp- sprinkle more of that type of stuff in. All good. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Like always, guys. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Philosophy of Fighting podcast. If you have any questions, suggestions, or if you would like to fight us, send us a DM on Instagram at philosophy underscore fighting.